Hello. Oh, no. Okay, hold on one second. What should I do? Start it in. Uh, maybe I usually do something else. I think you should do. Um, be excited because we have guests. <laughs> Who are you in our house? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Return to Sunnydale, a Buffy podcast in which we discuss all things Buffy all the time, episode by episode, until today. Today is very different. Uh, joining me as always is my co-host Julia. Hi. Uh, why is today different, Julia? Um, today is different because we're doing an extra special episode in honor of Luke Perry, who has recently passed. We have decided to push forward the Buffy movie. Yes, we were intending to uh, cover the Buffy movie as a cherry on the cake once we completed every single episode, if we haven't divorced by then. Exactly. Uh, but we have decided instead that to honor an icon of our youth and today, as he's uh, an icon of a different sort on the uh, Riverdale that all the kids are crazy about, Luke Perry, gone too soon. Uh, we will be covering the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie today. And even uh, more special... Unlike <laughs> unlike what happened with Luke Perry, which is not special, but very sad. Uh, we have two special guests. We have guests. Guests. Introduce yes. them. Hi. Hi. Every guest. Yay. From the Crush Cast podcast that you can find on Stitcher and Apple uh, products, wherever you may find them. It's and Spotify. Aaron and Blair. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm Blair. It's Why Aaron Blair. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourselves? Well, my name's Aaron. I'm 30-something, I forget. And I don't really care for this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm Blair, and I have a list of who's hot and who's not in this movie. <laughs> That's like our job. Yeah. That's what our podcast is all about. That's our job. Our podcast is our job. <laughs> Crushing well, on people is my job. My job. Well, I was very excited to watch the movie. I actually haven't watched it since like the nineties. Oh, <laughs> I guess when it came so out. Saw, well, so you saw it in the appropriate context. I think that's yeah. why I don't really like it. Is I watched the show first, and then was like, "Oh, I'm going to watch this movie where it all came from," and it's, uh, yeah, not great. <laughs> I am. Um, I watched the movie first. I watched it when I was a kid. Oh. And I, I didn't watch the Buffy TV show until I was in my 20s. So, opposite. <laughs> yeah. Same as Blair, what she said. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing this uh, on a babysitting gig. I'm like, this sounds good. There's, she's got a steak. There's vampires. That looks fun. I like everything, every movie yeah. as a kid. So, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> and then I saw the TV show, and it, it's very different. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, uh, let's do some stars. Let's talk about the stars. Who's in this? What's happening? Well, the problem ben is... Ben Affleck. Yes. Hilary <laughs> Swank. Tom Jane, according to IMDb, but I didn't see him. Uh, you see the back of Seth Green's head. They're all there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I yelled when Ben Affleck appeared. I was like, Ben Affleck, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yelled as in, no! Yeah. <laughs> I didn't give it. I was like, that's just someone who looks like Ben Affleck. <laughs> I knew in my heart it was Ben Affleck. You you have Affleck radar. It's true. He was eight feet tall and looked very sad, so it had to be Ben Affleck. 
His character and didn't so, have a back tattoo. Yeah, I was going to say, no back tattoo. That's true. <laughs> we have Christy Swanson as Buffy. How do we feel about Christy as Buffy? Um, she's good at the time. She's yeah, kind she's... of she's kind of sketch now. Is she? Yeah. I looked her up and I'm like, oh, why do you only do like weird like t- like TV movies for yeah. like Lifetime or whatever? And it's no, yeah. Oh. It's a certain class of people that do Lifetime movies. <laughs> people who pay to get their children to die into university. Yeah. <laughs> they pay well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, she was good. I think she was good in this. Uh, I thought it was... I didn't have any problem with her. She was uh, doing her best. I don't know. Yeah, she, she she pulled off the dialogue that they had to give her, which yeah, was sort of like... Because I didn't grow up in that time, so it was sort of like hearing an alien speak. Well, also, it's Joss Whedon, who's already, like, even for the time, I think, made people talk weird on purpose. Yeah. That is true. He does have a kind of a weird way of going about dialogue. Like, uh, whoever that one... Uh, the one who did um, uh, Dawson's Creek, Kevin mm-hmm. Williams, I think. Yeah, they kind of yeah. talk. But in this one, he's doing the Valley Girl speak, which uh, I only really know from movies at the time, like your Bill and Ted's and stuff like that. So I, I'm very familiar with that. I, when Bill and Ted came out in my grade school, everyone just started talking like that in like small town <laughs> Canada, Ontario. Uh, <laughs> everyone yeah. just started being like, no way. That's the way we talk now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And yeah, you're all surfer dudes, right? Yeah. yeah, we're all like laid back California like surfer dudes. Minus yeah. 40. Yeah. <laughs> when you saw an old man in the street, were you like, oh my God, what a homeless? Because that's no, an actual the- line from the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought he really blended. I like. I don't think he stood out in the mall at all as a guy with a full trench coat and hat and scarf and that's gloves true. that he never removes. He, I would have... <laughs> I've watched too many movies. I'd be like, oh, you're a vampire hunter. <laughs> <laughs> was was his, like, um, outfit in the movie sort of a reference to that horror movie that he did years ago? Something with Donald Sutherland, right? Yeah, Donald Sutherland. What, Don't Look Now? Yeah. Sort That's of, it, not even really a horror movie. <laughs> but, like, he was just wearing, like, a trench coat and a hat, and I was like... This just seems like the exact... I was really hoping he would point at a vampire and do that scream from, like, Body Snatchers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it because it's an inhuman scream, but, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. like, the most famous, like, image of him, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's him doing that weird, like, alien scream. I just like he never removed a layer of clothing. He's That's just... True. He's full training. Yeah. Like, they're inside. It's a little toasty. Maybe yeah. you should take your coat, scap, scarf, yeah. gloves. I hated, yeah. I hated sure. he kept the glo- gloves on all the time. Even when he was, like, he was, like, doing stuff with, like, with his mustache around his mouth or something. I'm like, that's weird that you have gloves on. Yeah. And, like, and he's, like, drinking tea with gloves on. I don't know if this is a hot take, but I thought he was terrible in this movie. Yeah. he. Well, it depends on what he's going for. Like, I'm one of my top notes is Donald Sutherland plays this so creepy. Like, yeah. it's already creepy, like, in the script, because an old man just shows up to, like, a teenage girl and is like, hey, like, come with me. I I know your dreams. And, like, follow me to a second location. And, like, <laughs> it's so sketchy. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't dial it down, like, throughout the rest of the movie either. Like, even... Like, on top of what the script is already, like, he's making it creepy and being a weirdo. If they've been doing this for centuries, then the Watcher should know how to approach a teenage girl at this point without, like, immediately off-putting her. 
I like yeah, think that exactly. the first thing that you learn is like how to like put your best foot forward with a young teenage girl who you're about life is you're you're about to ruin. But see, that's the whole point is that Buffy is different, man. So the okay. rest were just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they were just like maidens and they were just like, okay, man, whatever you say. Yeah, a man <laughs> showed up and told them what to do and they were like, yeah. okay. And Buffy's like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, because she's a liberated 90s woman. She's eating Doritos light. What are Doritos like, though? I don't know, but I saw them and I screamed. I, know, I was too. like, what are those? Baked, not fried. <laughs> they didn't get to baked yet, I don't think, then. They the baked craze? Is that over? Bake, no, it's still chip happening. Chip baking technology? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe they had, like... I should have looked it up. Yeah, I'm doing yeah, it right now. I'm doing that. it right now. You cover. But I was super excited about the, the Doritos light. Um, guys, I'm going to take an uh, opposite stance here. I think Donald Southern was killing it. <laughs> what? Oh, oh my God. Uh, he I, I was trivia at 10 was... and never went down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, he was too much for me. And even, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything about his, uh, his plot arc. Well, I think they've seen it if they're listening. <laughs> yeah, true. If you, if you haven't watched the movie, maybe watch the movie, listener. <laughs> but, um, when he died, I was just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, this whole movie gave me that feeling. Because, like, everything that happens, it honestly does feel like a season of television crammed into a movie. Where, like, it feels like there's scenes missing and parts missing. And, like, halfway through, like, Merrick, uh, Donald Sutherland talks to to Buffy about, like, like how she's special or whatever. I was like, you haven't earned this at all. Like, you met. You said you're a vampire slayer. Then there was a training montage. And then you insinuate that she's the most special one you've ever met. And, like, it's totally unearned. Did I forget how he found her? Uh, I don't know, because they say in the movie that, like, all the special um, they have a slayers have a mole. But she got hers removed, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, this version is much more magical than the TV show. He's just, like, he's reincarnated and, and she can sense vampires with her uterus or whatever. It's crazy. Yeah, the, the uterus sensing seems to be something that's passed on. Yes, that seems to be an inherited trait along with the hairy mole, which is the birthmark. Yeah. Which aren't birthmarks. Well, it seems that she brings something special to the table because she used to do gymnastics. Yeah, there's a lot of gymnastics uh, in here. Therefore can flip. Also, <laughs> she looks good in outfits. True. Really good. <laughs> she looks great. She looks like an actual runway model who is 27. Yeah. But yeah. she's in high school. Is she? They're juniors, right? Not seniors. No, they were seniors. Because they were, seniors. Oh. They were yeah, planning a senior dance. Not linked up with the show at all. We kept going back and forth where we're like, "So when is she supposed to burn down the uh, gym? When is this supposed to happen?" Mm -hmm. you no, know, it's it's like she has a mom and a dad. The mom's not named. She's clearly not Joyce. Yeah. Uh, it's very very dissimilar. I don't think they're really supposed to link up. I think like. He like just the trivia. I read the trivia on IMDb or whatever, and he said, "Oh, this the show is like a sequel to the script I originally wrote, not how they changed it because it was she was originally supposed to burn down the gym and like the original script and all this other stuff." So I think he he said the movie and the show are separate. Although I always felt the show did a vague enough job that it could be the same. You know, I don't know. Well, yeah, because so they the don't burning, really you know? talk about her past other than she burned a gym down. Yeah, they kind of yeah. give, like, uh, yeah. It's usually just kind of referred to as, like, the incident. Like, oh, yeah, I had problems at my old school. Like, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, so was Luke Perry supposed to be like the equivalent to what Xander or or I don't think Aang? so. He's kind of an amalgam. Yeah. Because he's he's like older, which I didn't like because he clearly like is out of high school and has a job. Yeah. Like as a mechanic, weirdly. So like that's not very Xandery. Like he's kind of manly in that way. But I don't know. He definitely has kind of a Xander look. Yeah. He's kind of know. like Xander, Angel, and Oz mixed together. He's kind of got that laconic, kind of laid back thing where he's yeah. got yeah. thing. I, but he's I also soldering. Like, I like that they had um the sort of like nineties movie like hotness transformation when he like comes to the dance and he had like he like swooped his hair up so then he was like finally hot to everybody well i also found it funny that they found it necessary to show him shaving his soul patch off (laughs) not even like he just did like there's a scene where he puts shaving cream all over his entire like lower face and then but shaves then just shaves the the soul patch patch only and then the scene just cuts it's like every scene in this movie every scene in this movie seems to start in the middle and yet it's still excruciatingly slow and it ends before it's really over and then you're just somewhere else and something else is happening and it's very confusing. Yeah. Very strangely edited. Julia, can I ask, um, are you, do you like the sort of like, um, Anne, Anne Rice, is that her name? Yeah. The sort of like vampire-y uh, look of like frills, how like, the like costume that Paul Rubens was sort of wearing. Well, he was wearing like leather and stuff. I think you, yeah. you mean uh, what's the main guy? Um, Lothos. Hauer? Yeah. Lothos. Yeah. Are you saying do I enjoy a period vampire? Yes. Mm. Uh, I don't think that my vampire is Anne Ricey. They're too. Mm, I don't know. I think I'm more of a, a Dracula, mm. uh, like uh, a Gary Oldman type situation. Oh, okay. Are period vampires easier to sense with your uterus? Yes, definitely. (laughs) I see them first, and you're like, oh, that's blatantly a person that's been alive for 1,200 years. Yeah, exactly. And then your uterus goes, ping, confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) It's sort of a bummer that, like, the way that you can sense vampires is with, like, period cramps. I would hate that. If I was the chosen one, I'd be like, I'm not leaving my bed. It's true. Yeah, I think you should be able to sense uh, vampires with just a small orgasm. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, <laughs> just a little, just a little something. Just a little wave of fun. Yeah, yeah. that would definitely I make you want to play more. Well, maybe the feeling you get when you like sneeze or like have to pee really bad. You know, you know that feeling. That's that's a middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I actually, I read one of my very few notes is a joke I wrote down about Rutger Hauer. I was like, Rutger Hauer is a vampire. Talk about Roy Batty. <laughs> only I get that. Played <laughs> Roy it. Batty, Blade Runner. Oh. It's only for me and Alex. It's for no one else. <laughs> <laughs> We're virgins. <laughs> I mean, you're definitely not. <laughs> that is true. The jury's out on me. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on how you feel about technicalities. <laughs> did um was cheerleading a thing for you guys in high school? Like no. did you have cheerleaders? Because I didn't have them in my school. No, I'm public school. No. We I went to public school too and we had cheerleaders, but like they were girls that thought they would be cool by cheerleading. Mm-hmm. But all of us normies all were just like eh. Yeah, my high school didn't have cheerleaders until 
Uh, I think the last couple years, a bunch of the girls like a- asked for, like they rallied for it and been like, we want to be cheerleaders. And they got like shitty uniforms made and did it for like a year maybe. And I think it just went away. Yeah. I don't know. Congratulations, ladies. <laughs> yeah, really. You did it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, I didn't really follow the sport. It's not like I was going to the football games or whatever to see if they're like, I don't, so I don't know how long they did it or what. Well, did yeah. did your guys' high school have a mascot that was a horrifying pig monster? <laughs> yeah, <did> <laughs> their flag says "Hug the World" or whatever. <laughs> the mascot. Their, their dance was a environmental theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It does, the that, their mascot, mascot did look like that. It looked like that pig bear from The Shining. You know, that's like yeah. blowing that guy. <laughs> Maybe it was that. Probably. <laughs> I mean, I would make that my school mascot. I would think that would be hilarious. Uh, in school, uh, I grew up in the, in the 90s. I'm, I'm old. But um, <laughs> we, our team was called the Rebels. And our flag was the rebel flag. The racist rebel flag. Oh, no. oh my oh, God. No. That's yes. crazy. Yes. It's horrible. Oh, <laughs> it is horrible. I didn't know the historical connotations at the time because I was stupid. But uh, yeah, looking back on that, I'm like, I don't know if we had a mascot. I'm I'm hoping we didn't. If we were dumb enough for that to be our team, uh, I don't want to know what our mascot would have been. But uh, yeah, apparently they changed it. Apparently that's removed now. You think? I saw I some hope so. But yeah, it's all it's also insane because this is Canada. Like that. Yeah. Exactly. We have no like history even awful history with the america well, the thing, like i think that. it makes it even worse like it, you'd think maybe someone would say it makes it better because we're not connected to it but no that makes it worse like you're not even part of it and you're you're and still chose, like yeah. you viewed this whole thing as a third party and still chose the wrong side exactly yeah, yeah. well i think it was i mean i don't know it's not confirmed but there there the rumor of our town we my alex and i grew up in the same uh, small town. The rumor of your town? Is this like a ghost town that no one knows if it <laughs> no, exists? Like, Have you seen it? <laughs> yeah, that it uh, was like a headquarters for the KKK. Jeez. They tried to they tried to set up shop in there, but we ran them out of town. We like our racism just below the surface. Oh, yeah, undetected. <laughs> yeah. We'll hang the flag, but we won't support this. <laughs> Listen, you can be a mascot, but like you can't do business here. Yeah, we don't want picnics. Yeah, no. <laughs> we did not, yeah. yeah. But yeah, our town doesn't really have a uh, good history of um, hugging the world. No, not very progressive. (laughs) (laughs) I went to school, high school in the early 2000s. So we had like, you know, anti-homophobia groups in high school. Mm -hmm. So we were cool. (laughs) We were on a CBC show. Oh, wow. Pretty awesome, actually. What CBC show were you on? We were on Street Sense. Cool, you are on street sets? Like physically? Yeah. You have a fan. Cool. We were given t-shirts and I lost mine. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we were on street sense. And I, it was sense pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of street sense. <laughs> Julia's the CanCon queen. She knows every like CBC and CTV, everything. <laughs> we, we spent a lot of time together. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, to me, being on street sense, that's, that's some serious street Red. <laughs> I should put it on my resume. Girl in background of episode. <laughs> Erase everything else, put only that. <laughs> yeah. So, Alex, while we were talking, you looked up Doritos Light. What did you find out? Uh, very little. Uh, I even went through a whole thing of, like, discontinued Doritos flavors. But it looks like Doritos Light still exists in the States because everything still exists in the States. Um, 
And it looks to be a third the calories. That seems to be the only difference. But Still how? Easy taste. Yeah, but how? Uh, probably some sort of chemical that makes you poop a lot. You like Olestra? Yeah, that seems to be what usually happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Sounds Olestra good. was around that time. It could have been. Yeah. Yeah. It was in that it caused. <laughs> Do you guys remember um, 3D Doritos? Yeah, Dorito 3Ds. That was in the list as well, yes. I never ate them, though. No, I only ever I had ate them once, and they were fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're so cool. They should bring them back. What's a, what's a 3D Dorito? I it's can't like remember. A Dorito. It's like a Dorito that got, like, air puffed into the center of it. Okay. Yeah, it's, like, inflated. It's yeah. weird. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like a... They were also tubes at a point, weren't they? They're tubes now. They're tubes now? Okay. Oh, no, I don't think it's Doritos that are doing it. It's Taquitos or whatever they oh, are. Oh, I see. Some weird brand. We saw it at Maximum the other day. It was angry hamburger flavor. <laughs> are they like hollow tubes what? so you can like use yeah. it as a straw and drink Doritos flavored milk? Yes. Yeah, you drink uh, the cheese. The uh... <laughs> You just put it in a vat of nacho cheese and suck yeah. it up. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> yummy. <laughs> I do uh, quite enjoy uh, not nacho cheese. <laughs> The cheese, um, they named it Nachi. <laughs> there's um, there's an actor in this movie that was in my very favorite movie as a kid, which was sort of an inappropriate movie for me to be watching. But um, do you guys remember the movie My Boyfriend's Back? Yeah. Oh, I know of it. Yeah. Um. So you know the actor in this movie that like kept sexually harassing Buffy. Yeah. And, like the, like yeah. The, her boyfriend's friend or whatever. Yeah. That guy was the actor in My Boyfriend's Back, and I had a huge crush on him as a kid. The guy and who was a zombie? The, sorry? He was a zombie, right? Uh, yeah, he like he like died and then came back. And, and then he started like rotting. So I think eventually <laughs> in that movie, his penis falls off. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly. They mention it specifically? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of um, weird like childhood memory actors in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like the ugly guy from Days and Confused was in wow, it. How rude! <laughs> he's pretty ugly. <laughs> but like, there's got to be another way to signify him. Uh, he's the first teen that gets killed in this movie. Oh yeah, the sassy vampire. He's actually really good in this. Yeah, and he yeah. comes back to play ah. basketball. Yeah, because yeah. he's one of those characters, like every character in the movie, where like after we're like, hey, where did this person go? Yeah. They just disappeared from the movie, and then like an hour later, they show up for one scene. Yeah. For no reason. Sorry, I don't mean to... Qu- when I say ugly, I mean, like, he's, yes. like, he's like off-brand, but I think he's attractive. <laughs> Good save. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're listening, Sasha Jensen, you look yeah. okay. <laughs> you're probably 55 years old, but yeah, you look just- okay. <laughs> There's a lot of people who are in, like, I think children's movies in the 80s who are, like, just about to age out and, like... Yeah. Teen- in the 80s and they're just doing this and they're clearly too old but they still kind of have that youthful quality to them so I think that they're all like just on the cusp of having to play different characters they're like oh I'm a teenager I'm a teenager I'm a teenager I'm a junkie in a lethal weapon movie yeah I also feel like there's a lot of people from like 80s movies that like just stopped out there's a real I feel like there was like a gold rush for like 80s movies and a lot of actors from 80s movies you look up they just stopped like some time in the nineties. Yeah. You know, it was just like this thing where like people could do it for like ten years or five years and then they were just out. They were just gone. Well, they really do there was such a huge 
uh, amount of teen movies yeah. made in the 80s. Yeah. Teen and like young people movies. And then they aged out. And then the whole genre kind of aged out. Yeah, you don't yeah. really see them anymore. In the 80s and 90s and even the early to mid 2000s, they were so prevalent. And nowadays, I don't know if it's because young people don't really go to the movies anymore. So they don't really have these movies. It's not even, this goes to I don't Marvel. think it's even about going to the movies. I think that's back when you could make money off movies that weren't like tentpole franchises, right? You could put a movie like in theaters for a couple weeks and then it would just play on cable for like 10 years and you would like make money. But now I don't like now, unless it's a huge movie, it just basically doesn't exist. Yeah, it has to be either based on a book, like a trilogy of books called like yeah. Darkness Rises, or it has to be a superhero film and that's it. But I think maybe they might be coming back a little bit more now that like so many movies are being uh, made by Netflix. That's true. That could uh, happen. Yeah. So, because I would love to see some like uh, teen movies that aren't about dying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be sure, really sure, good. sure, sure. But what if like the girlfriend like just is like really sick though? Yeah, yeah, I get it, but um, no, <laughs> like, no one's sick. <laughs> she doesn't die till the sequel. No, no, like no one's sick, and no one has to kill each other in order to live. <laughs> okay, but what if it's a love story that's like, but like one person like killed themselves, but then like their suicide note is like a love letter, and then everyone in the school has to read it, and uh, something like that. Yeah, I see what you're going. I would like to go to the mall. Um, <laughs> I'd like to Did go to the guys mall. <laughs> There's a movie out in theaters now called Five Feet Apart, and it's also like a teen love thing where like they both have cyst uh, cystic fibrosis, so they can't like get within five feet of each other. Oh my god! <laughs> what? Yep, it has a uh, uh, Cole Sprouse, the other Sprouse brother. Ah. Um, yeah. Who does he play? Jughead. Yeah, he plays Jughead in this right. movie, who has Pretty, cystic fibrosis. Yeah, how I see like every teen movie now, where it's just like yeah. someone's got an IV. <laughs> like, yeah. What? <laughs> the fault in the book of Henry kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you guys did you guys watch um To All the Boys I've Loved Before? No, not yet. But I have it on my list. Please tell me about it. It's uh it's actually really good and there's no death in it. It's just uh about a teen who accidentally sends out love notes to all the boys that she's had crushes on, and it's really good. I will watch it. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but I heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, it's very cute. It's like a classic teen movie from like the 90s and it's very diverse and it's great it's there's no vampires though <laughs> olivia wilde is directing a teen movie um it's i don't think it's a romance though it looks more like super bad or something mm. but uh, did you see the trailer what's it called um i can't remember the name of it now but never mind that went nowhere <laughs> 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 oh, dead Aaron! <laughs> like dead My Aaron. brain but... fell out. <laughs> um, you guys, did you guys? Uh, sorry, oh, go sorry. ahead. I was just going to ask if you guys thought Luke Perry was good in this movie. Yes, I did. I thought he was quite charming. He delivered his lines well. He had the right sassitude, and uh, yes, I found him enjoyable. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone is particularly bad in this movie. I think they're all doing the best with what they can. Yeah. You know, I think that my main problem with this movie is it is disjointed and, and kind of like put together weird. I think everyone's doing their best with like weird dialogue from someone who's not on set filtered through someone else, you know, a different yeah. director trying to change it. And, uh, you know, I think everyone does a pretty good job. Paul Rubens, especially Paul Rubens gets it. Yeah. Like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. 
Like that's he he's the one character who I'm watching like this guy could have turned up on the show. Like this guy came through unfiltered, like from the script, I feel like. Like this is like he gets exactly the tone of what's going on. Did you I, look at notes? Yeah, I looked at trivia, yeah. Did he like ad lib that death scene? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <clears throat> of course he did. <laughs> that's too good to have been come up with. By yeah, there's what? no way they wrote that. He just did it. Yeah. I feel okay. like there's even a reaction shot of like Rutger Hauer being like, what? Like, kind of like, oh, <laughs> what? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I did like how uh, Rutger Hauer, um, his like, Entrance was like Liberace. Yes. Like where he came down to the sky. <laughs> that was that was pretty great. Yeah, Rucker Howard's also doing his own thing. He's like, I'm getting a paycheck. I'm just gonna be droll and just kind of yeah, react. He's in his own movie. Yeah. And I love Rucker Howard. He's uh yeah. he's the king of eighties and nineties action movies. Absolutely. Did you guys um see Ricky Lake? Oh I wait, was she no. She had a cameo. Is she like a waitress or something? She was the waitress who said they could have two cups of coffee or a hot dog, plain, nothing on it, nothing on the side. Right. Yeah, they've got no condiments, which are universally free since the beginning of time. <laughs> <laughs> no, they cost extra. Maybe she knew as a waitress she wasn't going to get a tip, so she was like, <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> Maybe she knew there was going to be a really weird scene coming up where someone steals the hot dog out of the bond and condiments would have made that more difficult that is true it would have gotten <laughs> that's, that's uh, exactly it what a what a written scene that was and, and like even that is like so like visually confusing because they don't want to show her cutting the hot dog while he holds it at his crotch so they like cut away and then he's got like a cut a hot dog split in two yeah and i was like what is going on like none of the moments land yeah it seemed like they were going for like a like a girl power like yeah. empowerment thing with this movie but like it what the reactions to it weren't as effective as like a normal like or a thing you'd see now yeah you know like when when the guy was like cat calling her or when like people grabbed their her butt and stuff mm-hmm. i don't know it just felt more offensive than it should have felt this is this is if it was written by a guy who's kind of sketchy yeah who who knows <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she is uh, frequently victimized throughout. Although I did enjoy when um, he says, you're not like other girls. And she's like, yes, I am. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> because, I really yeah. liked that. That was, that was good. Yeah. yeah. And how do we feel about uh, Mr. Root as the principal? I love Stephen Root, but he wasn't given enough to do. Yeah. He was doing everything he possibly could with his tiny role that's, like, completely two-dimensional, but, like, Man, I want like when I saw him in the credits, I was like, "Please give this guy something to do." I love Stephen Root. It didn't even sound like his voice, didn't it? It wasn't. It was a weird. I don't put know. On. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think he, his jokes were landing. Like no. he kept making jokes as if he was like on acid. Yeah. But it just didn't land. I don't know. He seemed like yeah. he could have been easily replaced with Stephen Tobolowski and had the exact same effect as to what happened like you would have been swapped out for whoever effect yeah yeah i quite like the picture of the um the coach oh the coach i love the coach (laughs) i didn't like how they were playing him up as like a like a like a hippie dippy sort of dude where he was just like unity and like let's all like try our best Mm -hmm. i was like i love this i wish every (laughs) sports team was like this i know he's doing the correct thing but that was like in the 90s it was always a joke like if you watch like home improvement 
the ridiculous character would always be like, uh, assert nice. your personhood. Your feelings yeah. matter. And I'm like, your feelings do matter. Yeah. <laughs> it, was the, it was the 90s, man. Reality bites. Like, everything sucks. His, um, his message of peace and love. And yet he's in a um, full suit yeah. with his hair slicked back like he's on yeah. Wall Street. That's true, yeah. But I'd like, the best was when the, um, the guy who was a vampire, he's like, uh, he went to go onto the court and he, he threw his jacket at him. And he just started gingerly and lovingly folding it for him and putting it down. <laughs> like, like that, that bit. Yeah, he just started folding it. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> he must have been like an improviser or something. Yeah, I loved Probably. him. Probably. I don't know. He was great. But so, so you, like, even when, so when you watched this the first time, you didn't find it confusing? Because, like, I, I was watching, maybe it's because I'm coming into it from watching the show. But, like, I was, like, they never explained, like, Watchers or anything. Because I kept being, like, why is Donald Sutherland here? Like, I I understand from watching other stuff that he's basically a proto, like, Watcher. But, like, in the movie, does, they don't explain, like, they do eventually explain it. But, like, by then it's, like, way too late. I was, like, wait, why are you involved? Mm-hmm. Why is Buffy not asking why you're involved? Like, why, you know, what's your deal? Like, it, I found that, like, so confusing. The whole thing is depressing if you think about it because they go into the past and they see the different yeah. slayers and they're just constantly being killed by the same guy. So I'm like, why even have the slayers? Because that even Paul Rubens, a low-level flunky, is still alive centuries later. So none of these people are very good at their jobs. It seems yeah. like every slayer is doomed to fail and just gets killed by Lothos or like an underling. And then it goes on to the next one and the next one. And I'm just like, so you're just basically sacrificing a teenage girl taking her away her life and then she yeah. just dies anyways because none of them are a valley girl who did a few seasons of uh, semesters of gymnastics mm-hmm. well and also think- he has like a weird power over her that they don't have time to explain either like i like it's all just so like- maybe in the 90s it was more like accepted the vampires had that sort of like sexual power <laughs> Like, like, I think it is like that's like a known thing, but he doesn't do it to anyone else. And she, and they specifically in this movie say you're the one powerful enough to stop him. So you'd think she'd be the one person it wouldn't work on, and yet he, she's the only person he ever uses it on. Yeah, but did, didn't that happen with Buffy and the Master? That's true. He did have a power over her. He kind of switched. But that's what it. I'm saying. I think feel like they have more time to like explain it or something like that. Like I don't know. Oh, like yeah. they at least that one they explain like he's a extremely old, extremely powerful vampire who's like head of the vampires or something. I don't know. No one was happy about this movie. Not the director, not Joss Whedon, the way it turned out and everything. Yeah. But uh, as you were saying, is how we I approached it the first time. I was 13 and no movies were bad. Yeah. yeah. Everything I watched. I don't think it's terrible. Like it's there. And there's lots of, there's so many parts that I like and ideas that I like. It just doesn't come together. Like it just feels so mishmashed, you know? I feel like when you're a kid, though, like, plot holes aren't as important. And, like, you put together things that you you wouldn't as an adult. You sort of have that, like, filter. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you're watching a movie, things just happen. Like, yeah. You're just like, yeah, that because things happen. Like you know. Yeah, there's funny lines and cool stunts yeah. and whatever, and that's all I cared about. Yeah, true. Um, I will say, as a kid... One scene in this movie actually scarred me where I had, like, nightmares about it for years and years. Can I guess? Yes. Is it when she lays back into his arms in the bed? No, it's not that. Oh, that would have freaked me out. Just being like, I'm trying to get into bed and there's a guy behind you. 
<laughs> just like, just spoon me. Got to put my ribbon in my hair before I fall asleep. <laughs> That's pretty standard. Yeah, I was. I yeah. actually said to Julia, I'm like, did anyone have like a nightie like that back then? She's like, nope, nor a ribbon. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What about rich people? Yeah. Who's to say? They can afford Doritos Light. They're rolling in it. They can afford ribbons. <laughs> they can afford ribbons. Their ribbon budget is through the roof. The so what's um, you? It was the scene where um, Luke Perry gets up from bed and David Arquette is outside of his window and is like, hey, man, like, let me in. And then uh, slowly Luke Perry realizes he's on the second floor. Mm-hmm. So, like, how is David Arquette, like, outside? Oh, and, like, as a kid, that freaked me out so badly because I have a weird fear of windows. <laughs> um, well, people looking at you through the window. Yeah, I don't like the idea of someone looking at me through a window. Understood. But Now, if they were in your house, that would be fine. If they're in the house, they're already in. <laughs> but if they're outside a window, anything could happen. <laughs> I know exactly um, what you're talking about. There was a, the, the Salem's Lot, the uh, TV movie Salem's Lot, had a scene exactly like that. Where a kid is like floating out the window, being like, "Let me in," and that freaked me out when I was much younger. Yeah, it's definitely like a creepy thing, and I think it's a popular because you and Vivian bonded over that. Vivian's also on Crushcast; like, she also has a thing about like people through windows. Right? Yeah, it's, it's just the worst. But yeah. it's funny watching it as an adult because, like, I don't even think that scene was played for scares or yeah. anything it was just sort of like and like luke perry doesn't really play it off like he's freaked out so yeah. much he's just like hey man like go home <laughs> like yeah. get out of here well it, it's a very good idea for a scene and again like i really like that idea of like there's a vampire at the window and he's like knocking on the window and he's like kind of asleep and groggy not really thinking but he's like hey man like what are you doing and then yeah the slow realization that he's on the second floor yeah um but yeah but then also that breaks it because then vampires can sort of fly sometimes and then they don't really do it again. Even when they're in a foot chase with Buffy, they could just fly away and they don't do it. <laughs> Good God. That's so scary. I just got a phone call. It was uh, on silent. But um, <laughs> I got a phone call from uh, Canadian Blood Services. And, <laughs> and, and their user I, or their phone ID is give blood. So <laughs> that's weird. Your phone just lit up like give blood. Yeah. No. I mean, technically looking at a phone is kind of like looking through a window. So that's true. I didn't invite them in. <laughs> I declined their their invitation or whatever. Yeah. Um But yeah, David Arquette's another character who shows up for a while and then just disappears from the movie till the end. Yeah. And I'm like, where is this person? He's a vampire. It seems like he should be doing stuff, and he's just gone. Yeah, sleeping Did, in his coffin. That's true. He's just. I chilling. think it's. I think it's just they didn't want to spend the money to have these guys in the scenes with Paul Rubens and Rutger Hauer at their lair, which is basically all I would have needed is for other vampires to be there because throughout the movie yeah. they keep they keep killing people and turning them into vampires, like pot, like supposedly for like to make an army for him, but they're never like it's always just the two of them. So it just seems very separate, like. Mm. Yeah, they're just like in a warehouse with a red coffin. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, it's like the master is the same as like a king. Like he's not actually going to be part of the training of the legion. That's Paul Rubin's yeah. job. Yeah, I guess so. I wish there was more set design doing that. Yeah, that's true. There's nothing to tell you that. It's all just a speculation on our part as to what the motivations of any of these vampires are. Because most of yeah. the time. Cold chilling and just doing nothing. Yeah, like, <laughs> obviously, like spends a lot of time just playing hollow violins and eating kittens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I loved that. 
where he picked up the cat and was like, I'll be in my chamber. Having a snack. <laughs> I just imagine like theater goers like in the 90s being like, oh my God, he's going to eat the cat. <laughs> he's for real. I, I wish the set design was better for the lair because I, in my mind, I was comparing it to the Lost Boys mm. and mm. their lair was so cool. Because I guess but they were cool cool boys. They were cool, though. Yeah, they were cool. <laughs> yeah, they were really cool. Yeah, and I feel like, um, uh, uh, sorry, Lothos and yeah. um, uh, the PB Herman are uh, not cool. <laughs> no. Yeah. But they're three sets. No, no, no. I have a feeling that they're, I bet their lair was, you know, how Buffy was training in that, like, ballroom that for some reason Merrick was able to afford and maintain. Yeah. I bet yeah. that was redressed ballroom <laughs> definitely yeah. yeah yeah there's very little um uh, like there's very little on location no. and they're in the same sets a lot we're in the gym we're in the ballroom we're yeah. in the gym we're in the ballroom but at the same time like i guess you didn't like the design of that layer but i was also like this actually needs to be either better or worse because of like this like this is like an elaborate coffin that's like built into the ground like built into the floor mm -hmm. and like I was like where is this is this supposed to be like a church or like what like I, I I didn't get what it was it was just like just air quotes of their lair which I guess people build vampire layers as buildings for some reason because they're vampires right but who <laughs> built it and why. Uh, yeah. Carpenter vampires. <laughs> Someone turned like Mike Holmes or something. Yeah, I think this is where the Freemasons come in. Oh, I think they're just ah. like, they kind of just go in wherever they. <laughs> you need those things to be built out of stone, not wood. That's true. <laughs> good point. Good point. I Anytime do like you see a problem like this. The Freemasons did it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I on the way um I on the way in the car today, yeah. I heard a radio commercial because we're really close to the States. So we get um, American radio stations yeah. and their commercials are always baffling. Cause I'm like, what's up shop where I can, you can't get those things. So um, it was a radio commercial to join the Freemasons. Oh wow. Like it was advertising the Freemasons. My cousin's like, a Freemason. I'm like, it's 2019. They've run out of people to join the Freemasons <laughs> and they need to advertise yeah. for it. My cousin's a Freemason. He sends me links all the time, and I don't click on them. <laughs> <laughs> he also sends me Bitcoin links. <laughs> Bitcoin links? Get into Bitcoin, and then someone who's just like, this is how you get into Bitcoin. Send me money. I've got the money now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, Freemasons are really into Bitcoin. I think they're on the <laughs> forefront of Bitcoin mining. Bitcoin. <laughs> That's what yeah, it's called. mine for Bitcoin. Is there in the digital masonry now? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I do like that Buffy's mom's, like I guess her parents' house. She has a dad. Um, is like ninety percent fake flowers. Oh yeah. yeah. Endless vases of fake flowers everywhere. Well, they're not around I, enough to keep a real flower alive. I know, but it's like so that era That's because yeah. Mom. Because I remember, um, I remember um, uh, even my parents' house at that time. We had just baskets with like fake flowers in them, and my mom would dust them. <laughs> yeah, those get really dusty. I remember as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, this whole movie's so '90s, like in a really fun, like all the clothes and stuff, all the stuff you would would suspect like clothes and 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 interior decoration and stuff. But like even the fonts. Like when it popped the font that it says like Southern California in or whatever, I was like, oh my God, no one would dare use this font today. Like it was so, so 90s. It's crazy. I do like that it 
was um they did a like a beginning where they went to the dark ages yeah and then when they were at the they called it the light ages <laughs> like, it's true oh, i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> scathing commentary on our times our yes. vapid times <laughs> buffy and her friends are all like major moviegoers where they had like everything mapped out like this theater shows this kind of trailers the popcorn is better at this kind of trailer and I'm yeah, like, you're uh, really by a nerdy man. Yeah. Yeah, it's for sure. Like, I was going to say, like, this script is written by a yeah. yeah. They were so rude in the movie theater. They're like, well, they're so they're so rude in general. Like, they're mean. They're like, yeah. they're, they're in charge of planning the dance. And they're like, do we have to invite everyone? Like, I'm like, yes, you have to invite all the students to the school dance. Yeah, they Fuck were. Fuck you. I guess I'm comparing it to, like, Cordelia, where she's. The whole time. Yeah, the whole time. I'm like, this is Cordelia, the vampire slayer. Sorry. To yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 totally. Yeah, I was just comparing it to Cordelia the whole time. So I was like, your meanness, there doesn't seem to be like an end game to it, you know? Like, it just sort of went nowhere. They were just mean the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, and her friends are like jerks to her, like, the whole time. And like, like, they like, one of them starts like dating her boyfriend before they've even like broken up. Yeah, the nice one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was funny that it was her instead of, um, uh, um, Hillary Swank. Yeah, well, because the yeah. the so-called nice one just goes with whatever the strongest person does. That's right. Yeah. 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 So probably the boyfriend was like, "Hey, you're going out with me now," and she said, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that weird scene at the end when they were like having sex in the car, and then later on she cries about it. Yeah, I, that That's made me sad. so uncomfortable. Yeah, I hated that. Ugh. Where she's like, uh, "I can't believe I let you do that to me." Yeah. Yeah. Well, honey. <laughs> but like was it also just like because i thought there was a line in it where she was like surprised how fast it was so yeah maybe she was just crying about like how much it sucked was it them in the car that we that like yeah, there's a part where they go past someone having sex in a car but you're kind of far away from them it was that it was that definitely them i think it was yeah. them yeah okay and she's like oh already so i don't think it <laughs> would be, like, supposed to indicate that she had been taken advantage of but that she Maybe that she was pressured. So, yeah, I guess, yeah. That that was her choice, I yeah. guess. I'm, I'm going to go with a, maybe a, um, a more regret of doing it rather than the actual. Yeah, Less yeah I think so, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. You know what's cool, guys? Most of the time, with the exception of the very last scene where she has to carry around the stakes, Buffy doesn't carry a purse. Oh, that's cool. I don't remember having purses in high school. Like, was that a thing? Like, I don't remember any uh, the the girls I went through in high school yeah. having. Well, at the time, and the people that you would have been friends with would have been more, like, gothy girls. Oh, that's true. And there would have been a lot of loose jeans yeah. being worn, and you could carry your stuff in your jeans. Women would wear uh, cargo pants. Yeah, cargo pants. Because it was, like, the yeah. time of, like, the Gwen Stefani and whatnot, and it was, like, the big baggy pants with, like, even, the like, time the, of the Gwen Stefani. And you could carry so much stuff in those things. The Stefani age. <laughs> You got um, yeah, cargo pants were great for like taking snacks oh, and movies and stuff. What'd you say, honey? <laughs> cargo pants were great for taking snacks into the movies and stuff. I remember we all like just loading up our stupid cargo pants with yeah. like candy. Yeah, you get your uh, your orange pop in the one. And then you get... <laughs> 
They seem so useful. Like when you're when you're a teenager or a kid, they seem so useful. And you load up your like cargo short, like the huge pockets, like that are like around your knees. But then as soon as you have to like do anything more than walk extremely slowly, like even a slight jog, it's like the worst thing in the world because you've got two like weights oh, like yeah. on either side of your knees that are like like flapping around. It's horrible. Things can I remember fall. your wallet chain falls out. <laughs> yeah, my wallet chain. <laughs> I remember my boyfriend in high school would wear like. Jinko jeans, so the ones that have like <laughs> huge bottoms yeah. with like big pockets in them, and like he would have to wear like the tightest belt so that yeah. his pants wouldn't fall down. Yeah, I had big baggy jeans like that. Yeah, it's like the worst, especially here in Canada. It was like the worst because the bottom just gets soaking wet, like in the snow and stuff, and the back is like getting like destroyed. It's they're gross. Ugh. Also, like, what would we like? I don't remember. Care like I had a backpack, but like other than that, like. I didn't really bring a wallet with me, yeah. and I didn't have a cell phone until like late high school. So, like, what would I have carried in my pocket or in my in a purse? I mean, I had to carry a wallet to go with the wallet chain I bought. So, I, oh, that's I got true. my Velcro Dragon wallet that uh, was hooked sick. up. Sick, so like, sick, bro. <laughs> You'd have yeah. like, oh yeah, your, your student ID or like. A gift card to West Forty Nine. <laughs> but yeah, come to think of it, yeah, I don't, I don't remember girls in high school having purses really. But at the same time, I guess they wouldn't at high school, like because you have a backpack. Probably like in their downtime, not at school, they did. I don't know. It wouldn't make sense to just then stuff it in your locker because. Like, but anyway, like you said, she needs to carry stakes around, so it's actually a problem when she's not carrying a purse. Where are you carrying all your weapons at? Yeah, she only got the coordinating bag that is not, in fact, filled with stakes at the final dance scene. <laughs> yeah that was funny too because i didn't think she had a bag at all and then luke perry showed up with a like a clearly like weapon bag like a leather bag of weapons and she opens it and i thought she was going to take some and she just takes like half of them and puts them in her own bag that yeah. she produced out of nowhere <laughs> i don't know it was really funny to me her skirt was really big so well he don't they worked in a, a cool way to get rid of it where luke perry like grabs at her when she walks away and takes the whole bottom off i knew that was gonna happen though yeah her giant dress. Or right, she was wearing like ballet tights underneath or something. <laughs> yeah, and a leather jacket. Yeah. Which well, the guy gets, has to give the girl yeah. his jacket. That's like the teen movie thing. And it's funny, but it's also very practical. The leather will help her. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, when she went outside and got in a fight with like a hundred vampires. Yeah. And then like it cuts away and cuts back and she's walking through the school hallways like all alone. And I'm like, what? How did she get away from those hundred vampires? She's a she's a slayer. I guess she just cartwheeled away like she does in everything, every other scene. Yeah. Flip, 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 stunt double, stunt double, stunt double. I think there was definitely some sort of um warehouse sale on candy glass uh around <laughs> the picture because there's so many things happening with broken windows. It's true. <laughs> Everyone jumps out a window slowly at one point or another. Goes through a window. A window gets broken somehow. There's a lot of broken glass. It is interesting they can break the windows and reach in. Yeah. But when they're, when they're not invited. Yeah. Do they ever do that on the show? I feel like they. I feel like the on the show the implication is they can't like do anything to the house. Like they can't like cro cross the threshold. They do throw rocks with notes in it. Uh, we're up to season yeah. two so far, but they can't get into anywhere unless it has like they can. They got into the school because it says "Enter all ye who seek knowledge," so they yeah. can enter freely. But I mean, in, yeah, in this one, I like they were reaching in the windows and like pulling people out through the window, which I thought was interesting. 
Yeah, they were invited to the dance because they were all seniors. That was the whole point right. of them being like, oh, shoot, can we, do we have to invite everyone? And they yeah. were like, yeah, you have to invite everyone. So they were invited because before they were teenagers, but now they're vampires. That's true, yeah. There's a huge uh, epidemic of dead teens and uh, <laughs> in the show, no one does anything about it. Yeah, it's weird too because like a lot of kids lost their friends and like none of them really seemed to care. <laughs> No. They seemed more concerned that she uh, may have died in the yellow jacket. That <laughs> yeah, yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you guys think that if your best friend became a vampire, you would become a vampire? Because I just thought about what a bummer it was when David Arquette became a vampire and Luke Perry had to be like, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you would succumb to the peer pressure immediately? Of, of David Arquette, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Batman movies, so I would not become a vampire. Oh, yeah, mm. that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would want to be a vampire. I wouldn't want to live forever. What a bummer. No. Yeah. <laughs> I want to eat Rito's light and, you know, be a regular. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you couldn't have garlic. Yeah. That's true. No, no vampire for me. I was going to say I'll just get new friends, but that probably wouldn't happen. I'll just have no friends. That's fine. <laughs> The loneliest vampire. <laughs> eh. No, I wouldn't be a vampire. All my friends would be vampires. But oh, I'd be like, no, man, I'm not into it. <laughs> you well, know that we... with your your friends, they would just like grab you and bite you without asking. Yeah. Called out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Called out. If you guys were vampires, you'd totally bite me. <laughs> Slam. What am I? In Interview the Vampire, we learned that um, even if you're like a lonely vampire, you can just go to the movies all the time. Ooh, yeah. That's all Brad Pitt does for like the last half of the movie. He just goes and sees the sunrise in movies and goes and what sees a like. Nerd. He has was... a whole rant about which movie theaters are best and which one has like <laughs> the Dolby sound and which one has the better corn. Yeah, once THX came in, he's like, mm, this is getting great. <laughs> no <laughs> trains coming at the screen. <laughs> Really You're right, though. That thing about which movie theaters are best, like, the more I think about it, the more. Like, I, I already clocked it when we first watched it. And, but even just, like, them talking about, like, the popcorn being this or that. But, like, one of them actually mentions, like, the sound. And I'm like, fuck yeah. off. No, no one cares about this. No, no teen is doing that. They're just like, how can I sneak in to scream? And that's all I yeah. care about. Yeah. Any R-rated movie. Like, we were trying to, I remember trying to sneak into Resident Evil, I think. The first Resident Evil. Did you did you get caught? No, we saw it. Oh, okay, yeah. I've never gotten caught from sneaking into a movie. Well, also, like, when you're younger, it seems like this big heist, but now that we've worked at a movie theater, it's like, no one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Like, the guy oh. who cares has got the bigger problem. Like, if someone stopped me and, like, made a fuss about it, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Like, this, you're getting paid nothing. You get no respect. Why are you wait <laughs> why are you wasting your time on me? Like same thing. We're like when people like brought in snacks or whatever. Like when you're a kid, I'm like, oh, I gotta sneak in these snacks. Mm -hmm. And then when we worked at the theater, someone would walk by me with a pizza box and I'm like, it's not worth my time to yeah. argue with this person. They bought the food, they're entitled to eat it. Just don't smear it on the seats, which Yeah, they, if they don't make a mess. I don't care. <laughs> uh yeah, when I snuck in a scream, there was an ID check. There was, you bought the tickets and they checked your ID. And then there was a second ID check going into the theater. And wow. two girls ahead of me, I was also sneaking in because uh, I was too young, uh, got nabbed. Uh, mm -hmm. They got pulled out of the line. And then I just went in because I happened to be right behind them. 
So I just went past uh, it and got in. I was going to say, you're a tall guy with a deep voice. You'd be like, I'm their dad. And just like, walk in. <laughs> they were black, but yes, I get your point. <laughs> well, because um, I think it's because we both went to the same theater because there was only one theater in our small town. And I actually remember the movie that Blair brought up earlier, My Boyfriend's Back, because we didn't get in to see it because we didn't have ID. And it doesn't matter if you have ID with that theater because I had ID and I tried to go see The Fugitive when I was 14. It was going to be my first 14A movie. <laughs> and he, anyways, and I had ID. He's just like, you guys can't be seeing that. I'm like, you old. <laughs> His name was Ed. And was the, was the usher, did the usher only have one arm? No. You know how we, you know how we saw Resident Evil was um, they were checking ID at like the box office when they sold you tickets, but they had just put in those electronic kiosks. Nice. So we bought like we bought from the kiosk, um, and then they didn't check at the door. They only checked when they were selling tickets. Oh. Because they it's like loophole, right? Because they they were still new, so they weren't prepared for it. So yeah, we all just went to the machine and bought from the machine and went and went in. Yeah, once those installed ratings stopped existing, really. Yeah. Buy tickets to a different movie and then sneak into the, yeah. the movie you want. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you actually can't do anymore because it's assigned seating. Oh, yeah. It's assigned seating. Some of them, yeah. Yeah, because I was I, thinking that we were at the movies the other day. I'm like, maybe we should go sneak in and see this other movie while we're there, which I would never do because I follow laws. But say <laughs> I was thinking about it, you actually can't because there's assigned seating for everything. So they're yes. going to catch you unless, like, there's been a few times where we've gone in and been like, you're sitting in our seat, random dude. And then he'll just get up and move somewhere else. And then the person will come and be like, you're sitting in our seat, random dude. And he'll just keep moving <laughs> around yeah. until he gets to a seat that's no one's sitting in. Yeah, the one, like, <laughs> hey, man, that's the way to do it. Not everywhere here is assigned seating. It's only, like, VIP and, like, IMAX and stuff has assigned seating. All yeah. of ours is assigned, yeah. But we, mm. we have, like, two movie theaters, and they've both been completely redone with all those, like, Barca lounger seats. Yeah. Wow. With, like, the, where they, like, recline all the way and have, like, the little drink thing yeah. on the side. And then, but therefore, it's all assigned seating. Yeah. And it's pretty I went, <laughs> I went to see Captain Marvel today, and it was assigned seating, but then the theater was completely empty, and then I changed my seat. Because oh, I was like, I don't want to sit there criminal. anymore. But yeah. then why did you pick that seat in the first place? I just, I couldn't tell, like, the size of the theater based on the yeah. picture on the screen. Right. How don't, was call <laughs> Don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Did hardest get... thing. About, sorry, the hardest thing about uh, when I, we went to in our little theater back then was to basically uh, get a. There was a Burger King next to it, and all the quote unquote cool kids would hang out there. So you'd have to try to navigate around that area uh, so they wouldn't call you uh, uh, horrible things as you tried to go see Jumanji with your friends. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I hate cool kids. I hate teenagers. They're yeah. they're gross. <laughs> they're particularly bad in my town, if I if I remember correctly, and I do because I'm traumatized by it. They were really oh, yeah. small town teens are the worst. I yeah. I remember. Were they like, oh my god, look at this homeless? <laughs> uh, they were more the bottle throwing kind. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, my friends had a rock thrown at him before. Yeah. Yeah. He was wearing skinny jeans, so he deserved it. Yeah. You'd get stuff thrown at you. Yeah. Yeah. From I didn't really have much fashion sense back then. So I just got what my mom would get from sellers. So I had like a Bugs Bunny teen t-shirt that said all attitude and like ill-fitting pants. And 
<laughs> I guess I got what I deserved. Deserves <laughs> <laughs> to have stuff thrown out of a moving pickup truck. That's that true. One guy threw a jar of Vaseline at us, and we're like, oh, oh no! That? So oh, that gets worse the more I think about it. Oh. That just keeps. Oh no! Maybe he was just throwing it out his window, and then it hit you by accident. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> I got my use out of this. <laughs> I got a I got a fresh pack with without the skin on top. <laughs> I was thinking that um, there's a in the scene in the dance where she runs out of stakes and then she starts uh, breaking up chairs and like using all these uh, the what oh then one time she used the guitar and stuff yeah and I was just kind yeah. of thinking about how now it's like man our modern woodless world <laughs> like <laughs> there, there's nothing you could use. The big fight would be in an IKEA. <laughs> You would definitely I wonder if pressboard counts. There. If it's just sawdust and glue compressed into something, does that count? And yeah, and yeah. I think it's got enough of a wood content. It's true. It's got the essence of the trees. Of in the, the TV show, did it have to be wood? I don't. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh damn. Well, also, the TV show like that made it. I guess I've watched a lot of stuff where people fight vampires. So breaking wood stuff to create stakes like during a fight is like so common. So then when she uses the guitar to stab the guy, Merrick's like, oh, interesting choice. I'm like, what? How? That's yeah. what else was she supposed to do? That's exactly what I expected to happen. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, you're a jaded vampire watcher. That's now. true. <laughs> Obviously, in a melee attack with a bunch of vampires, you yeah. look at options, your chair legs, your pool cues, and you break it down vampire by vampire. <laughs> Yeah, I get a stat buff to all like wood attacks plus two. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys think that Buffy had weirdly good sexual chemistry with her douchebag boyfriend? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. they were yes. genuinely friends. Yes. <laughs> like the actress and the actor were genuinely friends because they're like little giggles yeah. and they're like coming back for more kisses and all that but then when he talks he's like whatever bro yeah exactly I don't care about you <laughs> clearly we are uh, getting along on set yes. oh, I left you a message <laughs> and also why are you breaking up with her she's fantastic exactly yeah because she she wasn't bringing him to her house yeah with all the flowers well, she's acting well, weird she, was acting she wasn't weird. a cool yeah. girl anymore it was the only safe place he felt he could eat uh, Doritos light. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment. Um, did you guys see at in the end credits, they, for some reason, credited Candy Clark first, and maybe she had, like, her own section, and that's uh, Buffy's mom. Oh, weird. Was she, like, a special cameo or something? I don't know, because, like, I was, like... Did this person die? Is this why you're crediting her like in her own special way? But it's just like a more famous actress than the other people who Well, are... that's how it works though. Like the, the the way crediting works is so weird. You could probably read like a whole essay on it because it's not just like screen time. Like agents actually negotiate for like how you're going to be credited and like where you're going to be credited and stuff. It's like super weird. So yeah, yeah maybe if she had more clout or something if she was more famous or had been around longer like she, yeah, she probably gets like higher billing yeah what you ask for it's in your contract so it used yeah. to be my job to do contracts so like not uh -huh. write the contracts but get them distribute them mm -hmm. post them that sort of thing and it would be in your contract specifically like your font compared to other persons your yeah. card 
placed at this curtain time before this person. And like the, it's honestly, it's up to the actor and the agent to decide how much they want to push for because most people don't care. Like whether you want your own special card is not of reason to them. So like, if you're like, I want my own special card and I think I'm so important and so great. They'd be like, yeah, whatever. We're still paying you the same. So enjoy your card or whatever it is. (laughs) You know, they want the prestige, you know, like top billing. Uh, no, you're not getting a special card. Everyone's going alphabetical. It all depends on the filmmaker and, and what they decide. But, I mean, some people, as always, will get whatever they can. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes Special appearance by, in blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes that's a special title card. You mean like in Mars Attacks, where Danny DeVito is credited above the title and he has three lines, <laughs> no name, and dies? That was in the contract. <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> Actor of our de- generation. I didn't see him today, by the way. So where, what, what where um, he was like, he was in the building you were in, but not like a part of what you were doing. Is that right? He's inside the couch. Yeah, he was in the couch, <laughs> but I couldn't get to him. <laughs> I tried. Um, no, I, w- I went to go see Captain Marvel and um, it was, they were having the Dumbo premiere at the same time. So, uh, I went up to one of the girls that was working and I was like, who's going to be here? And they were like, oh, like one of the actors from the movie. And I was like, is it Danny DeVito? And she was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then I ended up leaving before he got there because I wanted pizza. In my heart, you guys came before Danny DeVito. <laughs> never, never meet your heroes. Oh, yeah. oh, thank you. You can say that again. <laughs> Get it clean for the sound clip. <laughs> that'll be like our intro and outro that's forever. right <laughs> i like this podcast better than danny devito <laughs> that's impossible <laughs> now we have that on audio <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty great <laughs> so did we ever investigate the soundtrack that like weird bjork kind of sound that they kept using in the score over and over again? I didn't look into it, but I did have a theory because like that was the time for like weird like pipe sounds in scores. Like I remember because it was all kind of like synthesizer and Goldeneye. It's yeah. all like this weird kind of like pipey sound. Like it sounds like metal hitting metal. And I think yeah. that was kind of the style at the time. That's just yeah, my definitely. Yeah. Goldeneye is such a terrible score. <laughs> what? But I like- no. How dare you? <laughs> that where they're in the car chase and it's like beep bum bum beep beep bum 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 beep. The tank chase and it's fucking red. I only associate that with the Moby remix of the the Bond theme that down 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 everybody. Um, you can tell that this movie, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is a '90s movie or '80s movie. '90s. '90s. '92. Um, the soundtrack has Toad and the Wet Sprocket on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah was that kind of like in between stage where like they hadn't really realized that grunge was what people were actually listening to? So it's like a little bit hair metal and a little bit like sort of light hair metal. Yeah, when the uh, vampire DJ takes over for the regular DJ, um, he starts playing Ozzy Osbourne. Is that guy someone? Because I feel like I recognize him from like Encino Man, where he's wearing the same kind of hat and doing the same goofy dances. So I feel I felt like he was like from a band or something. He's always uh, like music. He's always music adjacent because he's like the music guy in Encino Man, where he's like got a boombox and is always dancing. 
Could be. I'm not sure. Maybe he was a hip DJ at the time or something. I don't. Radio there, personality. No hip DJs in 1992. There was like radio personality. <laughs> yes, a disc jockey. <laughs> Bert's afternoon drive. No, it wasn't like a Skrillex or anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that guy. That was Skrillex, right? Yeah, that was Skrillex. That was totally. that was that was uh, who do the kids like? Uh, Dead Mal Five. Yeah, Dead Mal Five. Yeah, without his helmet on. That's it's true. Daft Punk face reveal. Daft Punk. This is Daft Punk. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Daft Punk just one guy? Yeah, just one oh, guy. Oh, what a trick he played on us. <laughs> so, uh, did we talk about Hillary Swank? I can't remember. Uh, briefly. Hillary Swank, Oscar winner. That's true. Oscar winner, She's Hillary Swank. doing her best here. This was her first movie. Yeah. Was it really? She's doing a great yeah. job. Yeah, for, for her first movie. And also, she has like way more screen time than a lot of the other like friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, she was, doing, yeah, she was doing the most. She uh, She looks beautiful. Sure. I liked her style. <laughs> yeah, she seemed like a. She should have been more down to earth. Like I'm like I thought it, I'm like is this like a Willow type in the beginning because she didn't seem as Valley Girl and then the other one like the shorter hair, her friend and then I'm like nope no it's all just Valley Girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think um was Cassandra supposed to be sort of like a Willow because she seemed like the outcast and then she got killed. Yeah, she was the, definitely the softest spoken and the kindest. Yeah, the one who was actually interested in doing schoolwork. Yeah. And who had yeah. good ideas. What a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of kind of deserved to die, if you think about it. <laughs> Maybe so, they took her because uh, she was a virgin. Maybe. Could have been, yeah. Yeah. I like um, uh, very much the... Um, Rudger Hauer playing his uh, violin with holes in it uh, near the end, but um, he brought his own metronome. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Did he really? I didn't notice that. <laughs> that's so funny. He's like sitting by the window playing his violin right before uh, Pee Herman dies. And he's like his own little like tick, dook, tick, dook. <laughs> so He's come in and set it up. I'm like, okay, yes. right here. <laughs> Which is pretty great. And uh, and Paul Rubens is, like, they all look confused with his death, which is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and about how, oh, what is she, the line that she gives him? Where he's like, there's no end to our power. And he's already lost his arm. And she's like, clap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he's like, we can do anything. She's like, clap. <laughs> and he, she got him. She, she got, got him. him. She got him good. <laughs> So, um, would we recommend this movie to Buffy fans of the TV show? That's a tough one. I would recommend it based on, like, just watch it for a laugh. Do not go in thinking it's of the caliber of the TV show. Don't really expect anything. It's a fun 90s little movie that you would have enjoyed the heck out of if you were 13 and eating Doritos Light and watched a babysitting or something. Mm -hmm. But other than that. <laughs> Probably it's not it's not Buffy. It's off brand Buffy. It's yeah. Buffy light. Buffy light. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I do think it's really interesting. Like I, I on it, like I don't like it really, but I would recommend it if you're a Buffy fan to be like, because it's interesting to see like, you Her. know, them playing with the ideas that got refined. Like I think without this movie being the way it is um you don't really get the show the way it is like i feel like i feel like they would have made a lot of the missteps they make in this movie 
on the show if they hadn't had this like dry run, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think it's really interesting. There's a lot of good ideas in it that you see like grow into something else later. So, you know, I, I yeah, uh, you know, if you're, if you're interested, if that sounds interesting to you, like the, the first shot, the first crack at Buffy, I would say watch it. Uh, otherwise, not really. Also, um, nine are colorful and fun. Sorry to interrupt. You know, yeah. I, yeah, I loved the, um, they shot outside of like a mall at nighttime with all the neon lights. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it looks so cool. Yeah. Um, I think if you're in the age bracket that I think we're all in and you haven't seen it before, it's a good movie to watch because if you've watched 90s, early 90s movies, you, you know the formula to it. So it's not like the plot holes will bother you as much, mm-hmm. but also it's like a good opportunity to see all these actors as like younger people and sort of see like how stars aligned sort of. And yeah, uh, if you're a fan of the show, it's sort of fun to look and see who the partial equivalents to characters are. Like I was like, I guess this is sort of like Xander. I guess this is sort of like Willow or Mm -hmm. Cordy. Um, So yeah, I'd recommend it somewhat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, agreed. It's like an asterisk recommend, you know. Yeah. If you you have a crush on Luke Perry and want to watch his entire filmography this is a good one because he looks good in it true yes i agree really good guys like in the beginning like i was never really like super into him like he wasn't my guy but did definitely respect a good looking man but like the he basically has a bowl cut yeah and she has yeah and he's still like really good looking (laughs) yeah it's weird that none of the girls were really like swooning over him like he's so attractive I know, and, and they're like, ew, he's lame and old. I'm mm-hmm. like, I get the old part, but is it because he's wearing flannel? Like, I don't understand. He's yeah. attractive. There was a yeah, class like, <laughs> A handsome guy is a handsome guy. Like, even the, like, grungy or, like, off-brand of what I normally like in high school, if I saw, like, an older guy that was that handsome, I'd still be like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you appreciate beauty. Yeah. Julia, um, who was your guy? Who was my guy? Yeah. When? I've had many. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, like, say, when this came out, like, Luke Perry wasn't your guy, but who was, who was your guy? When I was 13? Yeah. Or 12 or whatever you were when this came out. If I was 12, it would have been Johnny Osmond and Joseph and the Ameri- uh, uh, Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was really into him. <laughs> And the musical Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat playing in Toronto. And I used to cut out all the, uh, like, notices from the paper. Oh, my God. Uh, So it would be, like, a half-sheet newspaper with a picture of Donny Osmond uh, advertising uh, the musical. And then I would color them myself (laughs) and put them up on my closet door. That's adorable. And so for my... He's a little bit rock. You're a little bit country. Right? Yeah. And like, I didn't know who he was. Like, I didn't know he was Donny Osmond. Yeah. I just thought he was really good looking. Yeah. And then um, my parents actually got me tickets to go see it for my birthday. Um, so I was like super, super excited. And I went with my sister, I think. Yeah, I went with my sister. And uh, the first thing, the first thing I did, this was the first play mm-hmm. I went to go see, like big play in the city, was open the pill 
the um sorry the playbill mm -hmm. and one of those little white pieces of paper fell out that said the part of joseph normally played by donny osmond oh, no. some random dude <laughs> no. thanks for the money thanks you are for trapped. the money <laughs> <laughs> It oh, was still a wonderful nice. production, and I, of course, knew every word because I had the soundtrack on cassette, but um, not Donny Osmond. That's how it goes. That was a long-winded answer to say Donny Osmond. <laughs> that, that sucks, though. Like, the idea of seeing your crush when you're that age yeah. and then having that taken away from you, I would have thrown a fit. <laughs> I, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. You should have stormed the stage. Yeah. Should have been like, where's Donnie? Yeah, you start a chant in the crowd. Where's Donnie? Where's Donnie? Yeah. Instead, I just send watched Marie. At least yeah. send it Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Bought a bunch of merch. Give me an Osmond. Yeah, any Osmond. Yeah. <laughs> They're all the same. And uh, as for the movie, um, it is not something that I would recommend uh, someone who is a fan of Buffy the TV show, mm -hmm. but it is uh, something that I would recommend for anyone who's a fan of awesomeness because <laughs> I loved, loved watching this movie. It made me so happy in my 90s girl heart. Yes. Because it has been so long since I've seen something like, I guess, trivial. Yeah. Like that sort of very, <laughs> like, oh my God, let's go to the mall. Like, granted, people are dying. Yes. But, like, you know, that type of like low stakes. They're dying stuff. in a funny way. It seems like everything I watch, even like lighthearted stuff, maybe not even lighthearted, but like Marvel movies and stuff. God, everything's so dire and tragic and horrible. Yep. And like, people are dying everywhere. And then you watch a drama and their baby's dead. And then they've got a. <laughs> find a way to make their relationship work and someone has cancer and you know like everyone it's just oh and then you watch period pieces and they can't get married because he's too poor and then they kill themselves and it's like you know sometimes you just want to watch some people go to the mall and wear some really cool clothes and you know say things like ralph when they're gonna puke my sister used to say that she she would always say i'm gonna ralph when she's gonna <laughs> yeah. puke she had this trick. Uh, I don't know if it counts as a trick, but she would belch and say Ralph oh as she God. did it. So she'd be like, <laughs> and then afterwards go George, Bob, and Larry. So like that was her joke that she would be like, Ralph, George, Bob, and Larry. <laughs> <laughs> She's a special kind of gal. Yes, she is. <laughs> I know what you mean about 90s movies. 90s movies were like very like, that's when they made hangout movies where, yeah, people would just go to the mall or it'd be all about like hanging out in like one of their basements or something like, yeah. you know, they they were much more um, happy to be like, I don't want to say a slice of life because that implies some kind of accuracy, but like a, a movie about nothing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A um, uh, Empire Records, a Clerks. Yeah. 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 My heart, um, it makes, it makes, uh, uh, it sparks joy. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I yeah. get what you're saying. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um, guys, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. You're our first guests, and uh, the bar is set quite high. Yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Um, is there anything else anybody wants to add? Uh, you can listen to our podcast. Uh, it's called Crush Cast, and it's on all the things. We talk about boners. We mostly talk. You know, you know what? Your story about loving Donny Osmond and wanting to go see him, and then it gets dashed. 
that's like yeah. prime like what our podcast is about it's just yeah. like trying to get like crush stories out of people and our crush stories of like oh i had a crush on this person and you know i went to see like i watched like every movie they were in or yeah i went to see like a concert or something like that um and yeah we play like we play like games like hot or not games or um like astrology uh like compatibility with like celebrities and characters and stuff like that so yeah it's really fun yeah we have fun we tell awkward stories about childhood instances and it's yeah. cool it's I cool to embarrass cool. ourselves it sounds <laughs> great. over that's good plug you should check it out absolutely alexander anything else to add uh you can find us on uh apple <laughs> on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've they've never already been found it listing. You can find us on Kazaa, LimeWire, <laughs> Napster. <laughs> and now, you can find uh, us on cassette. When does the cassette of this come out? That would be amazing. Yeah. I would love to do a cassette of this. That'd be great. And like right. only like five people in the world can find one episode. <laughs> on um, yeah, we're on Spotify though. If that's how you pronounce it, Spotify, Spotify, <laughs> <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> Yeah. I'm very old. I'm sorry. <laughs> the kids are laughing at me. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> We're on Instagram. <laughs> I joined the, the tech revolution. I uh, just uh, added us to Friendster and uh, MySpace. And I'll see you on AOL. <laughs> on AM radio. <laughs> Watch out for those sub-commercials you can't get. <laughs> they re make you really want those subs. I'd love to <laughs> go for a sub right now. So you can't get them here. Yeah. That's true. Um, do it. Oh, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And grr. Arg. <laughs>